Hello and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. Back with you again. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Hey, this is episode two, season four. We're kicking off with a brand new segment. We've got Collateral Education by James Marshall. That's my dad. If you listen to my first episode of this season, you'll know what it's about, but we'll explain it a little bit later. Also, we're going to do some Weird Tennessee news, brought to you by Weird Tennessee on Facebook and my buddy Mike Wood. And, of course, we're going to do news versus news. Coming up next, Kevin's Podcast Show. Association is proud to present heavyweight action. Let's get ready to rumble. Okay, today we're going to start with CNN. And of course, you know the news is going to be about old Trumpy. It's going to be about the Trumpinator because, well, if nothing else, he dominates the news. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the Inspectors General. Now, I know that we've been covering this for a long time, and I know that we've been talking about it for a long time. And I also would like to take note that up until now, nothing has happened to Donald Trump. He is the Teflon Don. You can say what you want to about him, but the man has not been indicted. He's not been anything. They're even having a hard time with all of their minions that they have in the House of Representatives. They're having a hard time right there of even drawing up impeachment. And that should be a pretty easy thing to do if they want to do it. But they're trying to dot all their I's and cross all their T's because they know that this man is slippery. He is made of Teflon. The Teflon Don. So CNN has a uh, little article here about inspectors general. Let's, uh, Let's read what they have to say. A coalition of inspectors general is urging the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel to withdraw or modify its opinion that the whistleblower complaint regarding President Donald Trump's communications with Ukraine was not of urgent concern. Quote, urgent concern. So in other words, the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel sent out an opinion about Donald Trump talking to the Ukrainian president and said it was not of urgent concern. This is what the Democrats are hanging their hat on in the House of Representatives Trying to impeach him, but they're wanting him to change. This this is the coalition of inspectors general. Well, tough titty. The Justice Department Office of Legal Counsel has issued their opinion, and they said it's not of urgent concern. I don't think it's of urgent concern. Look, there's plenty of things you can bitch about with Donald Trump. You don't have to hang on to these little... Uh, I, I don't even know. They're not even straws. They're just little nothings. But anyway, in the letter sent to Assistant Attorney General Stephen Engel this week, the Council of the Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency. See, now, okay, let's just, as a side, let's, let me talk about that for just a second. We're paying for that right there. The Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency. 
I 100% guarantee there's tax dollars in there somewhere. But anyway, which is composed of federal government inspectors general, slammed the OLC, that's the Office of... Um, the Office of Legal Counsel, I'm sorry, the Office of the OLC, the Office of Legal Counsel, slammed an OLC memo that effectively overruled the determination by the ICIG regarding an urgent concern complaint that the ICIG concluded was credible and therefore needed to be transmitted to Congress. This letter from the Council of the Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency, which I'm sure we paid for all that, on behalf of the undersigned Federal Inspectors General, express our support for the position advanced by the ICIG and our concern that the OLC opinion, if not withdrawn or modified, could seriously undermine the critical role whistleblowers play in coming forward to report waste, fraud, abuse, and misconduct across the federal government, it states. Well, here's the problem with that. What you're really doing is you're saying... If not withdrawn or modified, it can seriously undermine the critical House of Representatives' attempt to impeach this president. That's what you really are trying to say. You're trying to hide it behind, oh, well, other whistleblowers may not come forward and report waste and fraud and abuse and misconduct across the federal government. Uh, No, that just means that this particular whistleblower brought something forward that was not very concerning. You might have thought it was. But it's not. The letter, which was posted publicly and distributed by the media, by the DOJ, amounts to a sharp rebuke of the OLC's opinion and a sign of solidarity from the officials who act as independent watchdogs of government agencies. CIGIE Chairman Michael Horowitz is also the DOJ IG, the Department of Justice Inspector General. That's who Michael Horowitz is. We're going to talk about him in just a minute. In strong language, the inspectors general elevated a disagreement over an interpretation of the federal whistleblower law that was at the center of the early moments of the scandal around the president's call with the leader of Ukraine. Early moments of the scandal. Yeah, okay. Which is now the subject of an impeachment inquiry in the House of Representatives. The memo from the OLC a division of the Justice Department responsible for providing legal advice to the White House and agencies effectively blocked the Inspector General for the intelligence community from taking the whistleblower complaint to Congress. Okay, that's their job. Attorneys in the office who examined the complaint disputed the conclusion of the ICIG. Well, they're not in the ICIG, and that's not their job. They can dispute it all they want to, but it's not their job. The memo posed an urgent concern, quote, to matters in the Director of National Intelligence's purview. The Office of Legal Counsel also wrote that the president is not a member of the intelligence community, and the allegations at the center of the complaint about the phone call with the leader of Ukraine did not constitute an intelligence operation, therefore diminishing the ability of the ICIG to handle the complaint. A finding of, quote, urgent concern would have obligated the DNI to report the content of the complaint to the Congressional Intelligence Committees. Instead, the complaint was withheld from Capitol Hill for days, prompting fury from House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schitt. I mean, Adam Schiff. Office of Legal Counsel Stephen Engel responded to the letter from the group of IGs Friday, making it clear that he stood by the original opinion. In a letter of his own, Engel reiterated the legal reasoning his office had 
relied on the memo and refuted a number of misconceptions that he said the IGs had. Engel defended his office from the sharpest criticisms by the IGs who had written that the memo could have diminished the protections for government whistleblowers. The scope of the urgent concern statute as interpreted by our opinion, in no way diminishes the robust protections that these employees will enjoy under the more general provisions. The letter strongly repudiates the executive branch's assertion that they can control the findings of independent watchdogs and recognizes the intelligent community inspector general's far-reaching authority to investigate intelligence misconduct, according to Irvin McCullough a national security analyst at the Government Accountability Project. While it is not rare for agencies to consult with the OLC on sensitive matter, the move was criticized by some on the left as another example of the Justice Department providing political cover for the Trump administration. Well, first off, let me just say this. You just said, you just reported that the OLC, the Office of Legal Counsel, is there specifically to give legal advice to who? The President. That's their job. While the CIGIE letter sends a clear message of dissent from the nation's inspectors general, it is not explicitly it does not explicitly reflect a consensus among oversight institutions, according to Dan Meyer, managing partner at Tully Rickney and former IC whistleblowing czar. I didn't even know we had a whistleblowing czar. Somebody else we're paying, I'm sure. The missing letter is one from the IC Inspectors General Forum, which is a by statute the voice of intelligent community and accountability, which is by statute, which goes back to what I just said. We're paying for this. We're paying for all these little whiny bitches up there. We're paying for all these children to sit around and whine and complain and argue and he took my crayon basically is what they're saying and then the teacher says well it wasn't that big of a deal and then they whine and they cry and we're paying for all that it's a bunch of whiny ass bitches and we're paying for every bit of it the fact that the c-i-g-i-e had to c-i-c-i-c-i-g just sounded like a song to me a b c d e f g c i g i i i e i don't know had to step in. The fact that the CIGIE had to step in tells me that the institutions of oversight are struggling with consensus, said Dan Meyer, the whistleblowing czar. That's what CNN had to say about the inspectors general and the Department of Justice, and they sent a letter out, and boy, are they mad. Golly gee whiz, are they mad. Next, it's going to be versus Breitbart News. That's right. You thought I was going to say Fox, didn't you? <laughs> no, Breitbart. 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 B-R-E-I-T. B-A-R-T. Breitbart. I'll put a link in the description. I.G. Horowitz. We just talked about him. The attorney, the Inspector General Horowitz. Highly anticipated FISA abuse probe report is, quote, near completion. And the truth shall set you free. Now, let me tell you what he is inspecting. Let me tell you what he is trying to find about. And this is something that CNN never even mentions. You know why they didn't mention it? Because it could be a bad situation for not only old old bomber, 
but it could be a bad deal for Biden, too. So they don't want to make any waves there. Michael Horowitz, the U.S. Department of Justice, the DOJ, Inspector General, the IG, got a lot of letters in this, said Thursday he is almost done finalizing the report into the possible abuses of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. This is a FISA. That's what's called FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, ahead of the 2016 presidential election. Keep in mind that this is an investigation into whether the Clinton campaign, the DNC, the Obama White House, spied on President Trump without a FISA warrant ahead of the 2016 presidential election. And if they did that, well, that's going to be a problem. Horowitz made the revelation on October the 24th letter addressed to the House and Senate leaders. Uh, The IG anticipated that the report would be released to the public with, quote, a few redactions after we received the final classification markings from the department and the FBI. And the truth shall set you free. We will then proceed with our usual process of preparing a final report, including ensuring that appropriate reviews occur for accuracy and comment purposes. Once begun, we do not anticipate the time for the review to be lengthy. So there, it's coming. It's coming. Several news outlets obtain Horwitz's letter. The DOJ IG has been conducting a parallel probe to the one focused on the origins of the Russian collusion hoax, which recently became a criminal investigation. See, now here's another thing. <laughs> Both investigations are related, see. So uh, they've opened a criminal investigation into this whole Russian collusion thing. And all these players that we've been hearing about down the line, these, you know, your Comeys and all these guys that were fired by President Trump and, and they've, you know, they've been pissed off at the Trump administration and all that. Guess what? They're being criminally investigated, which I think is great. Oh, it's fantastic. Investigate them. Several news outlets reported uh, had obtained the letter. Both investigations are related. In March of 2018, Horowitz launched the review of FISA abuses at the behest of lawmakers and then Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Horowitz examined whether the FBI violated FISA when it sought surveillance of Carter Page. He was a former Trump campaign aide back in 2016 in relation to the Russian collusion probe. Carter Page has said that he was approached by, I believe it was an Australian diplomat of some kind and was asked about stuff. This was all, it was all a hoax. It was all just something trying to, well, he was trying to pin Russian involvement on President Trump. Look, if you're going to get him, get him on something that's, uh, you know, real. Fox News noted that the, this is this is a quote from Fox News on Breitbart, partially redacted versions of the FBI's FISA warrant to surveil Page revealed that the FBI relied on a largely discredited dossier written by British ex-spy Christopher Steele. All right, so we have Christopher Steele. It's called the Steele dossier, okay? When the Democratic National Committee quit funding him, then the Hillary Clinton campaign picked up the funding. So, this was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democratic National Committee. 
But the FBI apparently obscured the fact that its warrant application telling the secret court only that the dossier was prepared at the behest of an unidentified presidential campaign. The surveillance of Page prompted Trump and his Republican allies to accuse the Obama administration of spying or even committing treason against former top law enforcement officials. In January, Attorney General William Barr told lawmakers he believes the FBI spied on the Trump campaign. Barr is currently reviewing the draft of Horowitz's report. Horowitz's investigation is expected to animate congressional hearings and investigations. Animate is a very weak word. It is going to send them into a frenzy, and the news organizations are the ones that's going to be making money off this. President Trump has been anticipating the DOJ's IG report. The IG report is going to come out soon, and we'll see what happens, Trump told reporters last week. But I predict you will see things that you won't even believe, the level of corruption. Let's see whether or not it's President Obama. Let's see whether or not they put that in, he added. Trump has the authority to declassify and release the DOJ IG report. So there you go, folks. That's all that these people can talk about. Shit that's been going on for years, literally. Since 2016, when the election came up, there were a lot of shenanigans went on. They've spent the last three years trying to get Trump out of office. And they just keep rehashing the same thing. It's like a merry-go-round. It just keeps going round and round and round and round. And you keep seeing the same damn horse every time. And it doesn't change. They put different people on it, but they just keep them passing by, bouncing up and down. That's all you got. One day, this may be over, but I doubt it. Don't get me wrong, I don't think he's going to lose. I don't think, I'm I'm going on record right now that I really do think that Trump's going to win in 2020. Because people vote with their pocketbook, man, and the economy is great. If you want a job, you got a job. If you don't have a job, that's on you. I know people who are working right now who shouldn't be working because they're crazy. But they're still working because people are desperate for people to work. Because there's there's such low unemployment in this country right now. Low unemployment, by the way, amongst uh, African Americans, amongst uh, any kind of minority group. Doesn't matter. Spanish. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Everybody. The economy's good. You know he's doing a good good job. And uh, let me say this. While I'm talking about uh, stuff that Trump has done that's good, I, I, for one, am glad that he pulled us out of Syria. We shouldn't have been in Syria. There's no reason for us to have been in Syria. And I really don't give a shit whether Turkey and Syria blow each other all to hell. It's nothing to us. And we shouldn't be there. We shouldn't have our soldiers and Marines and airmen in harm's way for something that has nothing to do with us. Nothing at all. That's news versus news. So who do you think won? Who won? Who won? Who's done? Joe
That's the new song Chances by Shotgun Shane. It's off his album Salvage. Salvage is the album, and it is available for pre-order right now on Google Play for your Android phone or device, iTunes for your iPhone or iDevice, iPad, iPad Mini, whatever kind of thing you want to download. It's available. It's available everywhere. He has a video for this song dropping Monday, October the 28th on YouTube. I'll put a link in the description. All you got to do is Google Shotgun Shane Chances. He's also doing a live show, his only live show in 2019. He's going to be at the Outback ATV Park in Larnburg, North Carolina. On December the 26th through the 29th, it's going to be their end of the year, New Year's celebration. You can find all that on Facebook, but I'll put links in the description because I know some people, kind of lazy, like me, don't want to look it up. New album is Salvage. The song is Chances. The album is available for pre-order, and the song, the video, will drop on October the 28th, Monday, as you're hearing this. Check it out, man. Country Rap's doing its thing, and Shotgun Chain's doing it, too. friends unknown redneck here on kevin's podcast show i'm just gonna tell you the story that happened to me honey this summer while he was down there in the flatlands old kevin was and we was up here in east tennessee and hollers in the hills and honey i got old kurt angle out there and taught him how to to mow the yard that's right i taught him how to push mow and the weed eat and he ought to been able to do that a long time before and i guess that's on my on my fault but anyhow i got him out there one day and i said now this is what you do. You go out there, you get the lawnmower out, you pull on that there pull cord four or five times, and and then it'll start up, and then you can mow. I figured that's pretty good instructions. I didn't think it was pretty hard to do. I thought it ought to been pretty simple. But anyhow, he went out there, honey, and he tried and tried and tried and tried, I reckon, because he come back in here directly, and he was just covered in sweat. Lord have mercy. He must have been out there 15 or 20 minutes in that hot sun, and it was about 100 degrees out there. It felt like it anyhow. Well, he was out there, honey, just a pulling on that rope and a pulling on that rope and a pulling on that rope, and it just wouldn't start. And I said, Lord have mercy. What's wrong with it? He said, I don't know, Diddy. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried, and I don't know what to do. I said, did you put gas in it? That's what I got. Just a long pause. Wasn't no sound coming out of his face after that. He just got up, walked right back outside. And I knew right then he hadn't put no gas in the daggum thing. And here in about two or three minutes after he went outside, guess what? <laughs> he was a-mowing. Pretty as you please. Well, anyway, Kurt Angle ain't never been known to be one of the smartest things that's ever been out there. He ain't the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. He ain't the sharpest tool in the tool shed, if you know what I mean. But I love him. Anyhow, that's a little update from the Unknown Redneck. And you know where I am. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wondered what it's like to be a paramedic or an emergency medical technician or what they bitch about on a daily basis? Well, I've got just the show for you. It's the Shift Ender Podcast with my buddy Drew McSalty and his cohort, Marco Narco. They are some salty medics and EMTs. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you want to know what it's like, check them out. Shift Ender Podcast.
You know what that sound is. It's time for Weird Tennessee, brought to you by Weird Tennessee Facebook page, run by my friend, Mike Wood. Dateline, Crossville, Tennessee, from WKRN. A warrant has been issued for the arrest of Elvis Presley. The man is suspected of stealing from the Crossville Walmart. That's right. Elvis Presley has attempted some Class X felony shoplifting. Now, I thought the dude was dead. The theft charge against Presley stems from the incident around 2 a.m. Saturday at the store in Obed Plaza. According to police, surveillance video showed a man grab a $400 KitchenAid mixer from the shelf. Really? You're going to steal a KitchenAid mixer? And how is it $400? I don't get that. Anyway, he walked past the checkout lanes and got into the passenger seat of a Toyota Camry in the parking lot. As the driver of the car backed out of the store's parking lot, the video showed a near collision with another vehicle, officers said. The driver and the theft suspect were able to get away. The camera captured the license plate on the Camry, which was reportedly registered to a 32-year-old woman from Sparta. Detectives checked that woman's social media accounts and said they found pictures of her with a man identified as Elvis Presley, who matched the appearance of the Walmart theft suspect. When deputies in White County were unable to locate Presley at his residence in Sparta, a warrant was issued for his arrest on the theft of the merchandise charge. Elvis Presley, who has no known relation to the Kang is described by investigators as five foot eight, one hundred ninety pounds with red hair. So a red haired Elvis has stole a mixer from the Walmarts in Crossville. According to this, there was no alcohol involved. And that is Weird Tennessee News. Brought to you by Weird Tennessee on Facebook. Check them out. If you're a first-time listener to Kevin's podcast show, or maybe you've listened for a while and you don't know my credentials, let me give them to you. My name is Kevin Marshall. I am the mocker of men, herder of cats, pleasure giver to women, seeker of the light, traveler of the earth, trainer of monkeys, conqueror of donkeys, dust collector, healthcare inflictor, dominator of the feeble-minded, corrector of pronunciation, defender of syntax, vanguard of punctuation, mourner of the lost, holder of the keys, king of sarcasm, exposer of bullshit, slinger of bullshit, shark wrangler, deer wrestler, snake observer, wielder of the sacred sword of Nomosceline, holder of four world records in Quidditch, lifesaver, life-ender, giver of favor, royal order of the Vulcan High Council, honorary logistical support, intimidator of the obnoxious, first lieutenant of the monkey's claw, finder of the red herring, invoker of clauses, worldwide representative of the dark side, honorary Sith Lord, world gigolo champion, 1998, holder of three certificates of bitching, moonshiner, pimp, royal order of the obnoxious, 
Trivial Information Master, Smartass Comment Professor, Emeritus, Juggler of Cats, Wanted Criminal of the Mexican State of Juarez, Porcine Connoisseur, Bovine Assassin, Tinker, Tailor, Spy, Reliever of Stress, Storyteller, Writer, Humorist, Carpenter, and a Hothead. You should also know that I speak in cursive and the whole world only reads print. And that is who I am. One, two, one, two. Seatbelt in, seatbelt out. You know, Larry, this simple exercise will help us stay healthy, which keeps medical costs down. But you gotta do it every day, Vince, because if you don't... You can get out of shape fast. You could learn a lot from a dump. Buckle your safety belt. A message from the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Then we'll just do what God helps us to do, whether it's preach, talk, yeah, that was my dad. Uh, introduction once again to my new little segment I've got here. Probably won't be every episode in the new season, but I, I'm I like it, so I'm going to put it in here as often as I can. But it's my collateral education, as I explained in episode one of this season. I I did explain a little bit that my dad and I really never saw eye to eye, or I really never thought we did. And he and I never talked, really. Like, um, you know, like typical TV show kind of deal where Ward Cleaver sits down with Beeb and they have this big conversation about life lessons and all that kind of thing. But I will say this, that my dad taught me a lot of stuff collaterally. And by that, I mean he would talk to other people and at the same time I would be getting a, an education from it. And this particular story I want to tell you about He was talking about a church. They were having a revival meeting, and I guess he was talking to some other preachers. I don't remember the other preacher's name. I probably shouldn't tell their names on here anyway, even if I did. But anyway, they were talking about this particular church, and it was a church that, I mean, I know it may sound strange to some people, but we didn't, when I say we, I'm talking about me and my mother and my sister didn't necessarily go to the church where my dad would pastor. I mean, we generally went to a little church called Lee Valley, and if Dad was called out to pastor somewhere, then he went to that church. We didn't necessarily go. So they were having a revival meeting at this particular church, and I guess he was talking to one of his preacher buddies, and and they were, you know, they were discussing how things were going and and all that sort of thing. And and that one preacher said, well, uh, how's everything going? He said, it's been kindly dry. He said, been kindly dry. And then he said, they're like an old frog. They're just so cold they can't jump. And I got to thinking about that. And I thought, so cold that they can't jump. What's that mean? And I thought, and I thought, and then I remembered. I can remember bullfrogs being on the side of a pond bank or whatever, river bank or something like that. And if it was cold, even if they wanted to, they couldn't jump. And he was equating that, what he meant was they were cold in the spirit. That they were so cold in the spirit of God that they couldn't jump for the Lord. That they couldn't do what God wanted them to do. And that has applied in my life so many different times. I have thought about that phrase, so cold that he couldn't jump. So cold that I couldn't jump. And how many times have I been so cold that I couldn't jump? And not even spiritually. I'm talking about, I have been cold about a lot of things. 
work, getting things done around the house. But it doesn't matter. It, it, the point of it is, the whole point of that phrase, so cold that they couldn't jump, was that they weren't motivated. They weren't properly heated up. They weren't properly motivated to be able to do the job. I guess that's the collateral lesson for today is that get motivated, get warm so you're not cold, and jump. Go ahead and jump and take care of business. Well, that's today's collateral lesson. I'll see you in a few seconds. Things were really cooking at the safety belt stakeout. Make mine rare. When we pinched them. Ouch. Betty gives us a ticket. That's right. And don't call me Betty. But we never wear safety belts. See, we're dummies. Then here's something even you can understand. For a good time, call... No, this. A ticket? Police are now ticketing low-life scum who don't wear safety belts, so buckle up. Surely you can give us a break. No, and don't call me Shirley. A message from the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. It is time for the shout-outs on Kevin's podcast show. we got a shout-out for Derek's Heretics. He has a podcast that talks about all kinds of strange things, conspiracies, UFOs, all kinds of weird, crazy things, man. Odd happenings, ghosts, spooks, things that go bump in the night. Weird shit. That's what Derek's Heretics is about. And it is available everywhere that fine podcasts can be found. Just like my podcast and also my buddy's podcast. The Shift Ender Podcast. That's right. Shift Ender Podcast is a phrase that's used in EMS and it's like, Oh man, if we could just get us a Shift Ender call. Something simple and easy to end our shift. That's where that phrase comes from. And these guys talk all about EMS and let you on the inside dope on what it's like to be a paramedic or an ambulance driver, whichever one you prefer. It's Drew McSalty and his buddy Marco Narco. Uh, he used to have Morton Salt, but I think Morton's moved on to bigger and better things. And now he's got a new host, Marco Narco. Check those guys out. Also, don't forget that there is a new podcast coming from another paramedic friend of mine named Glenn Jackson. Uh, whenever he gets it started up, I'm going to do the shout-outs here, and I'll definitely put the links in the description. I've already got a link up to it, but he's got no episodes yet. I'm going to uh, hit him up on some uh, direct messaging and see what's going on there. Also on Facebook, don't forget the Libertarian Party of Tennessee uh, and Weird Tennessee with Mike Wood. That's where we get a lot of our stories about, well, weird things that go on in Tennessee. Also, don't forget, you heard earlier, Shotgun Shane's new album, Salvage, is available for pre-order on Google Play for the Android devices, iTunes for the iPhone devices, and he's got a new video for his song, Chances, that's coming out on Monday, October the 28th. Uh, It'll be on YouTube. I'll put a link to his page on his YouTube page and his Facebook page in the description. That way... You know, in case you're too lazy to Google. I'm not exactly sure how that would work. But uh, he also has got a live show planned at the end of 2019. And it'll be at the Outback ATV Park. Um, 
December the 26th through the 29th. You can go to his Facebook page and and uh, figure all that stuff out. Okay, that is the shout-outs for this week, and I want to say that I appreciate all these guys. They give me support, I give them support, and that's the way this works. All right, folks, final segment coming up. Macabre. Creepy. Weird. Derek's Heretics Podcast. Available everywhere podcasts can be found. Okay, kids, the campfire's out. Let's hit the road. Uh, Dad, the fire's not out. It's still smoking. No, uh, close enough. Come on, Dad, do your homework. If it's too hot to touch, then it's too hot to leave. I knew that. You're never too young to get your smoky on. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Well, we've come to the end of Episode 2, Season 4 of Kevin's Podcast Show. And again, I want to thank all of my listeners to the dozens and dozens of the KPS faithful out there. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate you listening to me. It really helps if you like, share, and rate on iTunes. If you've got, um, you know, an iPhone or something like that, go over to iTunes, give us a rating, give us all the stars that's available. Tell us what kind of wonderful thing it is. You can also get me on Anchor Podcast, which is partnering up with Spotify now. They've been bought by Spotify, and I'm available on Spotify. So, you know, if you've got a Spotify app and you'd rather listen to it like that, that's uh, great. It's great. Just don't forget to rate and review. It really helps. And share, share, share. Let people know that you like Kevin's podcast show and send it out to all your buddies. Show them how to get on the podcast. Most people don't listen to podcasts because they don't understand podcasts. You obviously understand it. You're listening to it now. Spread the news. Spread the joy with all these people. And I really do appreciate it. Okay, folks. Until next week. I should have another podcast coming up. I'm going to say Monday or Tuesday. That's my goal. And then we'll have another later on that week. So we're going to try to do at least two a week and sometimes three. So it'll be a couple of bonus episodes. But I'll try to come out uh, Try to come out on Mondays and Thursdays uh, or Mondays and Fridays, I should, should say. The bookend, the weekends, and, and that sort of thing. And then every once in a while, we'll get a Wednesday show in there. Okay, folks, thank you once again for listening. This is Kevin Marshall on Kevin's Podcast Show. And until next time, it is Deuces and Duck Lips. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Knocking on my door. Calling up my phone. Just leave me alone